Video Gamer Podcast number 407. Seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that humming agreement you just heard was, of course, Rich Walker. Mm-hmm. Richmond Walker. Mm-hmm. I'm Josh I think Wise. I could do the entire podcast just saying, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you could. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we could get quite far. I just I, I think, think of what um, I think people would probably see it as an improvement. Yeah, but they might do well, or at least, yeah, a sort of, um, it'd certainly be a lot briefer. I'd have to make sure to say things that you generally you'd agree with, like, you know, shooters can be quite fun sometimes, can't they, No, Rich? not necessarily. I could go, mm-mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you could. Yeah, we didn't get into that. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you could signal either approval or disapproval. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we can trial that. Although we might struggle if I say, for instance, you know, what have you been playing this week? Mm. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, they might have a tough time decoding see, yeah. that. It's a flawed plan. I, I don't yeah. think we should go with it. No, no, yeah. it wouldn't work. Wouldn't work. Um, how have you been? How have you been keeping? Uh, I've been alright. I've been alright. I've been staying sane by walking some dogs. Dog walking, uh, yeah. yeah. Doing a bit of dog walking, a bit of dog mm. running, really, because they're so energetic. Walker by name. Yeah, yeah. We'll go, for now, a, we'll go for a sprint. Walker by nature. Lovely. Been playing with the uh, nunchucks again. So how does this dog business work then? It's a sort of app where you just say, I'll walk your dog for it's you. borrow my doggy, yeah. And there's like <laughs> a woman who lives down the road and she's got a couple of dogs and me and Elise go and walk them. That's, that's good, that. You see, if there was a similar app but for cats that was just like... I'll let your cat just chill in my house for a bit. That'd be great. I'd be loving that. I wouldn't really be providing a service. I'd just yeah. sort of give the cat's head a little scratch. This I wouldn't be thing. doing anything, really. Yeah, cat's too independent. It wouldn't really work, mm. would it? No. no. Probably and end actually, up, like, to be scratching honest, your house up. Well, almost certainly, yeah. We've got a scratch on our... Well, actually, I shouldn't admit that on air because the, um, the <laughs> estate agents... Got it. They don't, He's got it Well, now. they don't... <laughs> <laughs> they don't know about it, but one time we uh, we had a cat here looking after it for a mate, and it was a mad little thing. Um, but it scratched up our uh, our banister. Actually, I should say our balustrade. Oh, yeah. And uh, what we've done is we've just put some coats over it, you know. So there's been numerous flat inspections, and they've not figured out that the coats are, uh, you know, are covering up these cat scratches. I presume that no one at the estate agents is listening to the podcast. If they are... Then I've been busted. But well, you know what? What are you going to do? Bit of wood filler, slap a paint, bit of paint on it. That you can cover that up easy. <laughs> yeah, we can. Yeah, I'm sure we can. We can cover it up. But um, yeah, uh, what else was I going to say about cats? That you love mm. the film. I I haven't seen the film. I'm sort of afraid of the film. It scares me. I, t- I look Is at it because it it you love the show out. so much. You don't want to ruin yeah, your. Yeah, I love I love yeah. the Weber so much. I'm worried that it'll desecrate its legacy. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. So you know, I've got some um, some Mr. Kipling French fancies by me. Which, Which I know you're a fan of. Excellent. I, I was. Uh, they got eggs of in course, them, didn't they? Of course, not now. Yeah. Oh, oh. I mean, I still love them. I'd still stuff them in my face if I could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, they are good. They are mm. very good. How do you are feel about the chocolate good? one? They are. They're exceedingly good, yeah. <laughs> there's... there's <laughs> there's true to form they are exceedingly good yeah. there's a there's, there's like a there's a three flavour deal they got going on there the mm-hmm. yellow ones they got lemon right mm-hmm. yep. brown ones chocolate classic yep. the pink ones on the box it just says pink what pink flavour there's, n- there's no flavour it just says pink icing what is it's that just like there's no, they don't specify a flavour I've always felt um, the chocolate one is the lesser one 
Julie which is so. weird because chocolate's brilliant. It's just the pink one. There's just something about pink icing. It's just classic. It's just so cakey, you know. Mm. Um, and lemon, lovely little zesty burst of lemon. I love a lemon drizzle cake. Me too. You know? I, I, I'm fond of anything kind of dessert with lemon in it. Oof, lemon yeah, drizzle cake, lemon time. meringue. Lemon cheesecake, some sort oh of lemon cheesecake, lemon tart, anything like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. or or even like a key lime pie in the same sort of ballpark. I like a key, yeah, I like a key lime pie a lot. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I, the the yeah the lemon fondant fancy is the best one. Oh, it's it's. I, oh, I see. I see you. Um, you called it a fondant fancy, which is I oh, guess French the, fancy. Sorry. Well, no. I mean, I think other place like Mr. Kipling refers to it as a French fancy, but I think I have seen sort of Tesco's own and other mm. brands refer to it as a fondant fancy. You see, Kipling's always been highfalutin, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has, yeah. <laughs> he has. He, he's above his station, really. But he, he is, does yeah. provide a bloody good product, so fair mm. play to him. You know. Exceedingly. Um, so, <laughs> so what I'm going to do, at some point during the podcast, I'm going to cram one into my mouth, but try and disguise the fact that that's what oh. I've just done. So, so is it a game for the uh, listeners to try and figure yeah. out when that is? Yeah, if they can figure out at what point, and it's sort of, you know, it's it's poor form. It's bad etiquette for a podcast, isn't it? You're not really supposed to be eating. Um, no. But generally speaking, that's not not a great thing. Generally considered not to be a not to be a great move. Um, mm. But I think if I get you started on, I don't know, Streets of Rage, for instance, I could oh. probably go and you know cook, cook cook a roast dinner while you're while you're talking about. Oh, that. I get it. Uh, <laughs> People love to hear about. How I feel about Streets of Rage, I'll have you know. Yeah, they do. we've actually got a couple of questions in, um, not specifically about Streets of Rage, but about your habits. Uh, some oh. of the listeners feeling similarly, uh, getting pulled down down eBay world. How's your eBay been? Oh, you mate, still- I keep telling myself I'm not going to buy anymore, and then it's just <laughs> it, it, the stuff just there. Did we say on air what your? Because like last week when we recorded it. You you were sort of like it might have been in the off bit where we were going between a segment and you yeah. just mentioned casually that you'd gotten you'd sworn off eBay yeah and like the day that you'd sworn off it you saw a deal that was like fifteen quid or something or a tenner it was fifteen like, quid yeah, yeah. eight, 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 eight two games <laughs> and I got what your opinion games? on a couple of them because I wasn't sure yeah. well I wanted time split as one and that's yeah. roughly a fiver everywhere and that was included yeah. in this bundle so already that's great Do you oh yeah. The other one was the Getaway, which I, I know about. Mm. I know that's decent. That's a good game, that. Um, and then the other six were stuff like Dead to Rights, Tied the Tasmanian Tiger Two, <laughs> which I know isn't the best game, but you know it's oh, part the of the bundle. One, I quite like the first Tied Tasmanian Tiger. It came out about five years too late for what it was. But so the sequel was um, probably brilliant. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Did yeah. I say Dead to Rights? Dead to Rights. Um, X. Yeah. Was it like XG Anti Grav Racing or something? Stupid. Oh my god! Wow! Um, wow! Yeah, Dead oh, to Rights wow. is good. By the way, I had uh, yeah. Dead to Rights Reckoning for the PSP. It was good stuff. Oh, it yeah. was good stuff. Oh, and the yeah. one I asked you about was Fur Fighters Vigo, Vigo's Revenge, <laughs> which the you recommended. Game, the first game that I ever bought uh, myself. Yeah. With my and I think was it the first game I had? No, it wasn't the first game I had. Yeah. Uh, the first game I ever had was Gran Turismo Three A Spec. So I, w- I nearly got a copy of that for four quid as well. It was beyond me, mate. I was about eight or something Ugh, stupid, and yeah. my brother, my brother loved it, obviously. But I was, I, I couldn't get past the license tests. But I remember <laughs> going out to um, uh, my sister mm-hmm. worked at uh, 
well, the now defunct, where, where, where I think it's gone off the face of the earth, but Electronics Boutique. Yeah, um, game bought them all up, didn't they? I think they still exist on the continent. Do they? Or in America, maybe. America. Oh, man. Yeah. That's great. That's oh, great. definitely Australia. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, she used to work there, and she hooked me up with the old discount, whatever it was, 20, 30% or nice, something like that. Nice. So I remember waltzing in there. Just, and it was back in the day when you just look at the front cover of the game, and you just go, oh, that looks cool, and you just buy it because you're a kid. You don't really know what the games are. Yeah. You just base it on the front cover. Classic. Um, I don't stuff. think, looking back on it, it was very good, but I spent many, many hours obsessed with Fur Fires. I looked at the back of the box, and I was like, oh, it's sort of a, a cel-shaded jobby. This looks all right. Yeah. Uh, the other yeah. game was Midnight Club, which oh, I remember renting back in the day and quite enjoying yeah. as a sort yeah, of Need yeah. for Speed knockoff. Yeah, again, for me, Midnight Club 3 dub edition for the PSP with like the one minute, properly nice. one minute load times before every race because the Jeez. UND. Yeah, a lot of those PSP games, they didn't really. Late in that console's life cycle, they got quite good at cutting that stuff back. Yeah. Um,. But early on, some of those ports, like the Warrior Within port, was it Revelations or something? You were you were waiting like 30, 40 seconds. It was it was a real the first year after that console launched. Like you heard it in every single review. It was like loading, 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 yeah. loading, loading. It was oh, a real nightmare. Anyway, shame. anyway, but you got you 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 sound like you've have you have you bought anything since your uh, your fifteen pound extravaganza? Uh, a replacement <clears throat> time split is two disc because I've got an oh, empty yeah. box that's bugging <laughs> yeah. me. Um, yeah. yeah. What else? I've got my eye on an N64 controller. Ooh. Um, I dropped a really nice mug that Elise likes down the sink. <laughs> I smashed it, so I bought a couple of those to replace that. <laughs> was it in anger at, at no. the Time Splitters 2 debacle? <laughs> I was washing it up and it slipped out my hand and just smashed. Oh, I was man. like, no! Butterfingers. Um, but replaced, you know. Yeah, yeah. Got straight yeah. to it. Did uh, the right but, thing. Fair enough. Yeah, I've been eyeing up a copy of Donkey Kong 64 but it's too expensive mm. uh, no oh, I'll tell you what I just can't, I can't I've got, do it anymore, um, Josh I've got a little mishap or two for you I'm currently waiting on uh, delivery of uh, I think it's new Super Mario Brothers U Ooh. which was uh, a kind of overlooked or yeah. overlooked to a certain degree I think the people that had a Wii U obviously said yeah, well yeah it's brilliant it's it's a, it's the best new Super Mario Brothers game you know yeah. began on the DS uh, but I, there was a right faff on with the Royal with Royal Mail, um, and it said it was delivered, and, then, and it wasn't delivered. And I was on I was on the phone for like forty minutes on hold, just like, come on now, where is it, sort of thing. Um, and they said, oh, it'll be an investigation, like three to ten working days. We'll investigate where it went, sort of yeah. thing. So I was like, okay. Went to the shops yesterday, and I went down to the little antechamber of my flat because we share a little chamber with the people below yeah lo, lo and behold copy of the game there so I'm like, oh. Oh, that's weird so i mean good news obviously i go to my email and they're telling me the game's on the way so what? i might be getting two copies of this game now why is it? it that's new super mario brothers oh yeah okay oh i don't own that yeah I'll have that off yeah well, yeah. it's, I said to my, I'm afraid someone's already got their name on it. Oh, boom. Someone swooped in there early. But, Can't um, believe you don't think of me first, Josh. I know, I know. Well, she, she was on the phone to me at, at the time when I was when I, when it happened. So I just sort of said, "Oh yeah," I get, and she's just bought a switch. So I said, "Oh yeah, well you can have that if you want." Um, if it happened, I don't know if it's going to happen. They might just have their system screwed up. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know what's going on with it. Um, 
But yeah, so that's the Royal Mail annoyance. Mm. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with it. I, I, what I might do is claim the gold Nintendo coin rewards on that second copy to get the sweet, sweet moolah. Oh yeah, do that. Yeah. Mm. And then I'll give it away. I'll give it to her and then I'll say, oh yeah, that's weird. It came without the cellophane on it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you... <laughs> yeah, weird. What's going on there? <laughs> weird that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we are going to talk video games, uh, yes. and I'm going to summon I'm going to summon Matt from upstairs to uh, to talk about Oddworld Soulstorm, mm. uh, which I've been playing, and he's been playing, and there's a review incoming. Exciting! Uh, so you know, brace yourselves. I like a fat cat. Oh, I like a fat cat. Is it fat? Is it cat? Chunky cat. I like a fat cat. I like a fat cat. Is it fat? Is it cat? Chonky cat. The bigger the better. Oddworld Soulstorm. The remake of Oddworld Abe's Exodus. Sequel to Oddworld Abe's Odyssey. Uh, Only this new game, which is out for the PS5, and I think the PS4 as well? PS4 as well, yeah. PS4 as well. Um, is is actually a sequel, or more accurately described as a sequel to Oddworld New and Tasty, which was a, a remake of one. And they've, they've strayed, I'm to understand, uh, I think I read an interview with uh, Lorne Lanning, the director, who said that it's it's none too faithful. It's a kind of reimagining of the, kind of the, you know, of the story uh, and the way it develops. So this is more of a sequel to New and Tasty uh, than it is a straight remake of Abe's Exodus. Um, however, the, the sort of central... Uh, like mechanics of its play are more or less as they were, albeit with a few tweaks and sort of quality of life improvements. But I've been playing uh, a good sort of chunk of it. I think I've played possibly half of it, but I don't know how long it is. Whereabouts are you with it, Matt? And and what are your general feelings for Uh, Soulstorm? I'm right near the end now, so I've got one level left to do. Uh, this afternoon before I sort mm. of finish up the the review of it. Um, so I think there's there's 15 levels and then there's like two bonus levels after that. But I don't think I've hit ah. the criteria for that. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm not having I'm not having a great time with it uh, huh. <laughs> at okay. the moment. But right, what's not... your um, what's your sort of your general your feeling? Is it sort of mechanical frustration? Yeah, I think that's the main crux of it. It's a really sh- strangely put together game mechanically I think mm. like considering what Oddworld has been in the past and stuff like mm. that this one has a lot more of a focus on sort of like reaction time almost like yeah. there's and but it varies on level to level as well so like there's a couple of levels in there which are really good sort of classic Oddworld like proper puzzle platformers you take your time with it mm. you plan out a route and you sort of you can obviously make mistakes be like ah oh, Okay, back to the checkpoint. You kind of know what you did wrong and you can, you yeah. can sort of go back and... Yeah, I'm with you, yeah. Whereas I've found some of the levels where it's sort of like you have to take out a guard before they start shooting at like... Uh, you know, you've got like the climbing... Is it Mudokens? Yes. Uh, yeah, Mudokens. Yeah, Mudokens. I, I've just done a thing where um, you're on... So for anyone who doesn't know, Oddworld, it's like a it's side-scrolling. It is 2D, Maybe it'd be better described as like 2.5D. There's lots of yeah. like sw- swooping camera angles, but the meat of the action is carried out on a 2D plane, and it's kind of um, 
you know, as Matt sort of said, you know, puzzle platformy, but it does have a combat element. And you're right, the the Soulstorm, and I certainly don't remember this on uh, playing the original. Uh, the, I did a section yesterday where I was on, I was on like a big, um, <clears throat> like a lift, like a chair lift kind yeah. of thing. And because uh, what, what one of the mechanics of the games is that you possess or you, you, you can sort of possess your enemies and get them to move about. And if you possess enemies with guns, of course, you can get them to shoot. And um, I don't know if you, you probably remember the bit where Abe is possessing this chap and, and sort of slowly moving left to right. And as you're controlling this little sort of helicopter gun-toting fellow, yeah. you have to take out all of his mates before they attack Abe. So it's like a little twitchy combat affair, almost, which is, I guess, like you say, reaction-based. Do, do, do you think that kind of comes across as more on the side of frustration than it does, uh, than it does kind of excitement, then? Yeah, I, I just think it's not built properly for those segments like the, when the game mm. feels at its best is in the sort of the slower paced puzzle platform stuff and even though yes. like because Abe has like a double jump now which I don't think he's ever had before he hasn't yeah he's more mobile than he's ever been but it doesn't quite feel enough it feels so, like stuck somewhere in the middle between the two so you've got these yeah sort of like combat sections so mm. I, I don't know if you've you've had the ones where the mudkins are like climbing in the background the <laughs> yeah pits. yeah yeah so that that turns up multiple times yes and i've done that i think three times now and you have to take out the slings as they're trying to shoot at, m- at many 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 climbing mudkins in the background which yeah quite, quite just, stressful <laughs> I, I just found those an absolute nightmare like i was there was one I did the the last one that I've had to do so far. I must have died 30, 40 times. Oh wow! In the process of that, like yes, yeah. and you've obviously it's sort of made not worse, but it's made more complicated by the the crafting system as well that you've got. Mm. So you're obviously like finding these little bits and pieces around the level, and you put them together into to make weapons to sort of like take out the the slicks. Right. Um, but if I like. For example, in one of the climbing sections, I used a load of my stuff in one of the early bits because I was getting frustrated with it. So mm. I crafted a load of good stuff and did that. And then apparently I had three more climbing sections to do after that. And I'd hit <laughs> checkpoints. And it was like, well, I don't have any items left, essentially, to do these bits easily. Oh, I see. Yeah, so do I restart of... the entire level and not use my resources earlier? Which, like... And I was like, I, I just did not want to do that. The levels are an hour long each. It's not, they're yeah. not short things. Or no. do I just push through? And I just pushed through with less resources. And mm. yeah, the entire time I just wasn't enjoying myself. But then, yeah, but then you get these levels like in caves that are a little bit more stealthy and a little bit slower pace. And I'm having a lovely time with those. Yeah, it's a real, it is a real up and down thing. I I, I really like those, the submissions where you have to, cause there's a kind of stealth yeah, um, little slice of it where you kind of you have, creatures are sleeping and you creep by them and you know collect things in these dark. And Abe's got little flares that sort of light up the the gloominess. I quite like those. I, I I'm definitely with you on the um that the, there's a real kind of mixture between a kind of combat leaning that does that does feel a little bit like oh okay we you know we're doing combat that's you know that's, yeah. that's different <laughs> um, and the more traditional puzzle platforming which i do in, i do enjoy a lot more some of the solutions um to credit to it can be quite fiendish or can allow for a, a really pleasing degree of invention i find that there's kind of multiple ways to do certain things which i've appreciated you can often you can you know you can pop a mine in someone's path um and then tie them up 
or if you want to be a sort of a bad boy, you can you can possess them and <laughs> blow them up with your brain. So there's a, it's like it's got a kind of morality thing, hasn't it? Where you could be a, a good yes. Abe or a bad yeah, yeah. Abe, which is kind of cool. I have to admit, I haven't found. I haven't found, uh, perhaps it's breadth of approach or something, I, because m- maybe I, I haven't been crafting as, as much as you, but I haven't come up against any things that have been frustrating to that degree. Perhaps I've just not reached that point yet, because you, you, you're f- further into it than I am. It's possible, um, but I, it's also, I don't know, I've, I've just sort of struggled with the entire concept of like the inventory and the crafting. Like mm. you, Even then you said about the morality system, and like I started off trying not to kill anything if i could <laughs> yeah um, but you're, you're limited on the amount of tape you have for example yeah. if you want to tie up an enemy yeah uh so so often like especially in the earlier levels i was going around tying up every enemy to be mm. early on and then again then i'd hit a point later on where i was trying to guide <laughs> you know 10 i've got 10 muddikins running yeah. behind me and I've got to get past like three slicks and knocking them uh, out doesn't knock them out for long enough yeah yeah and then I'm like oh yeah. god I could really do with tying these guys up but I used all my tape early I didn't realise I was out of tape until I knocked one out and it didn't give me the option to yes and just yeah. it was just lots of little things and like you say the invention part of it it does sort of leave that's like a a blessing and a curse for the game I've found so far so you it does leave you to come up with your own ways to to deal with a situation because you've got you know you can throw a mine down you can do this mm. but at the same time it means that the puzzles that are more like that that leave it to you don't feel as structured and f- from a personal point of view my puzzle platformers i love it when it's like there's one solution and you sort of uh, when, it, yes. when it clicks you go aha yeah, I know exactly I, yeah. how this works. I'm totally I don't get with many you. click moments in this. It's mostly just like I get through and I'm like, was I meant to do that? Was I not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it's a strange thing with Oddworld, isn't it? And there's never really been. I mean, I remember playing Abe's Odyssey uh, a long time ago and, and and sort of feeling that it 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 never quite gives you the the strength of the design approach that you're talking about. That lovely kind of. Um, Oh, I, fa- I found the thing, you know, I found yeah. the solution. That's what I meant to do. The good thing about the way that the, 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 the Oddworld games uh, were structured is that there is room for that, that for that level of invention. You know, you talk to someone else and they, oh, I did it this way. Oh, I did it that way. But the, the, the sort of the negative of that is, perhaps anyway, you don't really have that lovely light bulb moment that you do when there's a fixed solution, you know? Yeah, I think it's quite, I think it's interesting because I think the way they've done it, is a very thematically appropriate to the mm. sort of the story of Oddworld, like the the sort of the resistance fighter thing, because it is the idea of you just you're just about getting by and you're cobbling stuff together. together. Yeah, definitely. You're yeah. not this powerful creature uh, mm. necessarily, mm. so it makes sense. And in, from that sense, I'm like, I completely understand what they're going for, and I think it's a. Uh, it's a personal thing, and I mean, I've I've seen opinions on it. On it, the game being split anyway. It's interesting, isn't it? I think it really it re- might well be one of these games that that does divide people in a really perhaps a, a more interesting way yeah. than a lot of games divide people. Yeah, because yeah, I've not seen I've not seen a lot of people just saying it's sort of like it's fine. Do you know what I mean? Like it's either mm. it's, it's it seems to be a bit of a love or hate thing, and I for every yeah. like. It is it is frustrating as well though because there there was like there was one level that I was going through that was way more focused on like uh, obstacles and like hitting switches and doing the stuff in it and like 
rescuing the Mudokans and I had a fantastic time with that and I rescued yes. most of them and I was like, this is really good. And the last really five minutes, yeah. used these monkey bars. Have you come across oh, those? Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, then that, leave, was, leave that was just like a game bug thing where I just he just wouldn't grab onto them. Oh, and really? I was just throwing myself into a pit that had <laughs> monkey bars in it. Like, again, oh, 20, God. 30 times and he just wasn't grabbing it. And like, every, oh, so he'd awful. grab it about one in four times. And I was just like... So even in like this good level, this well designed level, there's also like bugs and stuff that oh, are that's really so rough. I've not luckily, maybe it is just luck. Often it is with bugs. I've not come. Uh, oh god, I hope I don't as well. <laughs> that sounds awful. It was. Um, it was just. Uh, it really ruined what had been my favourite level of the game so far. It, what I was a like, shame this that is it fantastic. Had, yeah. And then the last stretch, I was just like, oh my god, I I, I want to throw myself off the edge. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Oh, how do you feel about? Um, one of the things, uh, in fact, actually, maybe uh, along along with those moments that the that the game does do well, um, those brilliant sort of puzzle platforming moments, when, you know, when it, when it is flowing at least. Yeah. Um, one of the areas that I think is 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 possibly its its greatest strength, uh, and 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 I think maybe this is true of the originals too, um, the the cutscenes. And the and the oh, sort of God, yeah. the, the story. I mean, I know Lorn Lanning and uh, and Sherry McKenna met, uh, who are partners in, in in real life. I think they're married, but they met uh, in a Hollywood studio in the nineties called Rhythm and Hues, which oh, wow. um, uh, sort of special effects, you know, early CGI studio, and, and that whose work appeared in a few films. They're actually they're now defunct, but they they were nominated for. They did the special effects for um, Life of Pi. Um, and a couple oh, okay. of other movies, but they're now defunct. But I, I've always thought with Oddworld that that grounding uh, that Lanning has um, really remarkable cutscenes, camera angles, expressive faces. It almost gives you a glimpse into like what if you know all those all those movies you associate uh, that that you know often come out for for children like Pixar, yeah. or, you know, DreamWorks. You know, what if you could see one of those that 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 could be a lot darker than those other companies can can often manage to be? You know. Yeah, I think one of the things that really stood out to me about the cutscenes was how slow, in like a really good way, they were, they were happy to let there be no dialogue for a bit and for the facial expressions just to yeah to do a lot of the talking like Abe especially he's not a chatter in these scenes no. he's always he's looking around he's got those big eyes yeah, and you yeah. really do get a sense of feeling yeah, with him yeah. and it's almost weird coming out of those cutscenes and going into sort of like the gameplay where Abe is a lot more like come with me da, da, sort da, of plodding like, and yeah yeah almost yeah. more cartoony but the cutscenes yeah there's a real um, I can't think of the right word but there's a real depth to them and how they're, they're done they, yeah, um, and they, they use really expressive. I remember early on, like sort of five minutes into the game, I was totally wrapped up in the story because the, the early cutscenes of uh, for, for, I think there's one at the beginning was like four or five minutes or something. It's quite yeah. big, sort of setting up the story. I remember seeing this this little Mudokan fellow who'd been shot and he was kind of you know staggering through the desert and bleeding and stuff, and he was going to die. And and it was really like early on the way he was sort of talking to Abe about how he has you know he has to rescue his people and stuff. And there was some really lovely sort of crash zooms into like little enemy helicopters buzzing through the air, chasing after this train. And I was like totally wrapped up in it. Um, so much so, I, I agree that there was almost like a slightly jarring moment when it then shifted into gameplay. But the opening sort of five, ten minutes totally grounds you in that world in a way that I think few games can manage, perhaps just because of the pedigree of the, of the of the filmmakers, for want of a better word, right? 
Yeah, I, I, and I think that I think I really struggled with that early bit of the game because the, I was enthralled with the cutscenes and the yeah the sort of the story base of it. But I think the the opening like two three levels mm. of Soulstorm are probably the game at its most like uh, it inconsistent. Because oh, okay. There's, I I don't I don't know. Did you did you have again? I may have come across bugs as well because there, you know the level where you have got like mortar fire hitting you. Uh, yes, yeah. Really early on, and I mm. got stuck essentially because I had mortar fire hitting me everywhere I went for like <laughs> half the yeah. level, and I it was only when I looked it up later online that it sounds like that was a bug that's not meant to happen. Oh, that's all. So I, I yeah. think my frustration was seeded quite early. But I also, I also think it was interesting because the very first level is a set piece, essentially, isn't it? It's, mm, you're running through a sort of collapsing. Yeah, uh, and that's on fire, collapse. and it mm. it felt like a it felt like something you should do in one shot, essentially. Yeah, yeah. It, as cinematic as it was with the you know the twisting two D camera on the on a three D axis, essentially. Mm. And then I kept dying because i was like i was running into things and it was <laughs> yes, that weird yeah. that weird juxtaposition between being like i want to do this in like a cool cinematic way because that's how the game's presenting it yes but definitely. i also need to be careful because this game's going to kill you a lot and it sets <laughs> yeah. the scene for me that really that first level sets the scene for how i felt about the rest the of the game that juxtaposition yeah mm. Yeah, I know. I I, to- I totally I can see that, and actually, it sort of harks back to because I remember when games before the likes of sort of Uncharted. I remember when games would often attempt those those kind of cinematic Hollywood moments, um, and then of but they, but they wouldn't really have the the gameplay that that would kind of keep you rooted in that moment. I remember one of the one of the early things about Uncharted was that when it would do those big set piece moments. So, for instance, when I don't know. Drake was running across a bridge that was collapsing in real time yeah. or something. They would always give you the kind of the wind at your back, as it were. Like if there yeah. was a jump that was slightly too long, they'd sort of nudge you towards it, and you'd probably, you know, because because ultimately they didn't want to break that that kind of immersive spell, you know. Um, An odd world reminds me of like before we had that when games would attempt similar stuff. Like earlier Tomb Raider games would have a set piece, but the the it, you would often just die while you were, while you were you were attempting to look cool or look like you were in a movie, and actually you you drop down a chasm to your grisly death. It it, it, it was kind of a throw a, th- a throwback to that, but yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing, uh, Oddworld. I I've never had, I've never been particularly keen on it because I, to be honest with you, I've never actually enjoyed very much its world. Uh, it, it's always been quite sort of sickly and unappealing to me. There's no there's no niceness you know when you i don't know one of the things with like bioshock for instance i've always thought was that it it never showed you well until later on it it never actually showed you rapture in the good times so you never had much of a handle it it always it kind of rose up as a a dystopia but you never had a chance to see it as a utopia but i always thought with odd world it's like this isn't a nice place to be anyway which is maybe a simplistic criticism i know that's the whole point of the game it's got this real anti-capitalist sort of satirical thing but i always thought like you know where, where are abe's people gonna go once all this is over I, I can't see any grass anywhere i can't see any green meadows that they could go and live happily in. and whenever i'm playing those <laughs> games i always feel kind of miserable i always i kind of i play them and i get gloomy and i'm thinking and i think yeah oh, it's, it's always quite nice to turn them off after which sounds awful they don't, it's, i don't mean that as a criticism <laughs> there's so little levity though isn't there like it's uh it's 
gloom and doom the entire way through, which, I mean, it's, it's mm. almost... I mean, it's not. It's a bad comparison, but there's, there's mm. a similar thing to like The Last of Us, where you. But that throws in some sort of some bits every now and again, doesn't it? Those light light moments. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, yeah you're you're sure. right. Oddworld is like we're going to leave, and it's like where are you going to go? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The desert, yeah. like it's. Yeah. But yeah, even like a game like Metro or something like Metro Exodus, it's like yeah. it's, it's unrelentingly bleak, but it does give you the sort of you know the glimpses into oh well here's here's where they might go, here's where they may find some peace sort of thing. But yeah, I, I, and also it's got that the kind of juvenile. I remember in the original Abe's Exodus, there was like a button that would make Abe fart. You know. Yeah, like. it feels it feels like they've <laughs> stepped away from that a little bit in the new game. That sort yeah. of they've gone a little bit more mature. Yeah. Uh, with it, but yeah, I I I've really wanted. I really desperately wanted to like Soulstorm because I've always been a, a bit fascinated with Oddworld and it's mm. it's a game that people really love the entire series it's it's if you like it you really like it and I, I think for mm. people who want who are desperate for more Oddworld mm. there's enough good in here I think that they'd want to push through the bad yeah but for yeah. me like if I hadn't been reviewing it I think because obviously it's a PlayStation Plus game isn't it it's uh, mm. it's for PS4 anyone with a PS5 it's free to play mm. and download if you if you're a PS Plus member and I would have given it a go and I think I would have stopped after a couple of levels like I don't think oh, I right. would have had the the thing to push through just the the sheer frustration that I I've, I've found mm. early on and I I think the levels are so long as well like yeah, they can I, take away. It sort of demands a, a yeah. Uh, a kind it's, of it's not like you get it, like a nice. Oh, I finished this section. and I'm done. I sort of move mm. on to the next. Like you, you're only really judged at the end of a level whether you succeeded or failed. You know, saving <laughs> yeah. your people and stuff. So, I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I'd have pushed through throughout the review, but I'm glad I did because I got to. It definitely gets better. The yeah, further there are into it you go. I find. Mm. And it is a, it's an inherently interesting game. Uh, yeah. Because if if you don't, if you kind of like it or don't like it, I'd say to anyone, it's 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 worth playing, especially given that that it is on uh, that it is on plus. If you have a plus subscription, it sh- I think it should be experienced just so you can have an opinion on it. I think. Yeah. 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 I, I'd I'd say that, but I'd say because on PS4 you have to you have to buy it. It's it's only PS Plus on PS5. Mm. I'd mm. say I I don't know if I could recommend it that much. To, Unless you're a, an odd world nut or something, yeah, I don't. I don't think this is the best place to start in the series because I played a little bit of um, New and Tasty back in the day, and I had way mm. less problems with that. Ah, uh, uh, yes, yeah. The best place to start, I think, for anyone if they're interested in Odd World, would be Strangers Wrath. It's oh, um, okay. So different to any of the other games, and it sort of gives you a taste of other areas in Oddworld and it's a real blend of like first person shooting and third person sort of Jack and Daxter platforming it's really oh, okay nuts. that sounds cool you can get it on um, Switch and PS4 it's like an HD they remastered it in HD it's a kind of a kind of a cool thing but anyway yes thank you very much to Matt from upstairs that was Oddworld Soulstorm it's got its ups it's got its downs uh, if you've got a PS5 you've got a PS Plus check it out see what you think uh, and in the meantime we are going to talk about... Well, we've got a few things. Rich, you've been playing Time Splitters 2. No. Time Splitters 1. No. <laughs> Time Splitters 1. That's right, yeah. Rich, up, up to the minute, with his finger on the pulse, you've been playing Time Splitters 1. Oh, um, mate, also... there's nothing else out. <laughs> Bored about and we also, we also have some news. But uh, from now, for now, uh, we'll say goodbye to Matt from upstairs, and we shall speak to you soon for the quiz. 
I'm your getting hub vibes. Yeah. The dreaded hub vibes. Yes. I'm your getting man. hub vibes. Yeah. The dreaded hub vibes. Yes. <laughs> you don't want to compromise your orangey bit. I'm buzzing. I do want one. Don't get your top bit pushed in. News, 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 news. Yeah, news. Uh, there is some news. Yeah. Naughty Dog, mm-hmm. Naughty Dog, mm-hmm. rumored mm. to be working on a PS5 remake of The Last of Us. Um, why? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? According to a report from Bloomberg on PlayStation's yeah. first party studios, the project was originally in development. From a small team headed up by Sony Core's Visual Arts Service Group, uh, Michael Mumbauer, a group of about 30 developers from that department, who usually work in a support role uh, for other PlayStation exclusives, like Spider-Man, for instance. Uh, They were first intending to remake the original Uncharted, Mm -hmm. uh, and then they decided to change tact due to cost and additional design issues. Um, The team uh, settled on a remake of The Last of Us, as they felt it would be an easier sell to the higher-ups. Um, they apparently even they put together a prototype codenamed T1X by spring of 2019, uh, but it's said that when Last of Us Part Two was delayed, Mumbauer's team was reassigned to support Naughty Dog in finishing that game, and in doing so, the uh, the Last of Us remake project was moved under Naughty Dog's budget and remit, um, and that resulted in in Mumbauer's team. Uh, actually leaving so but without Mumbauer's team that that we're to understand that there may still be uh, a Last of Us remake in the works in the offices of Naughty Dog which is kind of nuts yeah it's really weird isn't it and like, also uh, that, that just briefly that there's also uh, I believe well I mean we'll get to this in, in just a moment but uh, an Uncharted game in the works behind closed doors quite possibly yeah yeah um, so this, but how, but how do you feel about remaking The Last of Us One? Uh, we've got The Last of Us remastered. Just you know, give mm. that a game boost for PS Five or something. Done. I mean, for fuck's sake! Well, they can't. They can't even boost it much more, can they? I mean, it was like sixty already and sixty well, frames per second know. Maybe already. Maybe they could hike up the resolution to four K or something if they haven't already. Yeah. But do you know what it sounds like? They might do um, is put it in the new engine, the engine that. Began with Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy, and then Last of Us Part 2 was in. I wonder if they might move The Last of Us into that engine and sort of, not a sort of ground up remake, but, you know, in moving it to the new engine, the graphics would be. Yeah, maybe, maybe. It's still still tough to get excited about, right? I'd rather they moved those resources onto something more interesting, something original. Mm. I mean. Which, by uh, the way, uh, I'm sure. Well, I mean, I, I won't go out on a limb here, but. Uh, I'm sure Naughty Dog are also working on the next big thing. I mean, it sounds like this began as a sort of small supplemental effort. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the the other rumour is that Naughty Dog are working on a multiplayer game, which, we've, as we've discussed previously, it's not what we mm. want from Naughty Dog, is it? I don't well, play that Naughty was Dog to games do with, for multiplayer. Indeed. That was, I think, linked to the project that they were working on with the Bend people, mm. Um which was, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know if that will be their main thing. I'm not sure. I, that, and that sounds like they were talking about, um, was it the Fireflies mode, which was like the multiplayer yeah, aspect so, of the first yeah. Last of Us? And I know that that was originally uh, talked about being in The Last of Us Part 2. And then they said it won't be, we know some people have been clamoring for it. So I imagine that will be, that will come out as its own thing at some stage. But 
Yeah. I, it does seem I bizarre, doesn't it? Like, especially after Last of Us Remastered, it's like, you're mm. doing that? I get like, the, I'm, I'm sure it'll make a bloody billion dollars. I'm sure people will play it and, and you know, whatever. But it but it is tough, well, for me and certain, and I guess you, it's tough to get excited about. No, it? I'm not excited at all. I love that no. game, but how many versions do we need? I just yeah. get the sense that Sony are losing the plot. They're just they're yeah, tone deaf. Yeah. Like they don't know what yeah. people want, do they? It's weird. <coughs> it's really weird. And they 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 they're sort of talking about just generally uh, just condensing their global structure to to dwell on the on the biggest most blockbuster games. You know the sort of the re- the restructuring and and partial closure of Japan Studio the, the, like yeah. the other month to focus on teams like the Santa Monica teams. Which all right, fair enough. If you're making the most money in America and you're making the most money on God of War and The Last of Us, I can understand it. But you do think like there's still room, isn't there, for like a you know for, for a smaller game, for a more interesting game or something. I, I'm just it, I'm still bitter about the. The PS3, PSP, and Vita stores closing. I'm I'm so mm. angry about that. Yeah, it's, it's just it's horrible. Like, hundred what is it? 168 games. You just won't be able to get any other way. Yeah, unless you hack it. Yeah. Well, I Which, wouldn't know, you know how to go about doing that. But don't want to don't want to don't want to condone the old pirate boat. No. But, well, uh, what other choice would you have in this? Uh, situation, true. but you'd have stupid. to buy, especially PSP. That's a that's a big thing. Yeah. Like, might have to just buy an old PSP. Anyway, we don't want to get on that one again. Uh, in, in a sort of similar move, uh, also came out the Bloomberg report, Days Gone 2 uh, was pitched and turned <clears throat> down because uh, of the mixed critical uh, reception it received and the long development time it took. Mm. Um, and uh, it would have it would have featured, supposedly would have featured a, uh, a kind of shared universe uh, with co-op play. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah, sounds cool. Um, I, I would have been up for that. Kind of I think. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it was a uh, Bend Studio were uh, su- supposedly brought in to work on another Uncharted game that was just like just because they were obviously Bend did Golden Abyss. Yeah. Um, and they were brought in to work <clears> on another one, and then they uh, left, said they didn't want to do another one, and apparently Bend are now working. Uh, on their own project, on a completely new IP. So that's some good news, because mm. I think Bend is a really talented studio. I think yeah. I liked Days Gone. I know you did. Yeah, um, I did. That's maybe the most exciting news of all of it. It's like Last of Us remake, not really. New Uncharted, sh- like, sure. I'm sure that'll go. That'll sell like hotcakes, but the idea that Bend are just working on a completely original IP, I don't know about you, but that excites me more than anything else. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, new IP <laughs> in general is always welcome. And if it's a talented studio like them... Mm, I mean, yeah, for sure. You and I want a new siphon filter, don't we? That's what we really want from Ben. Big time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, I'm almost sad that there's no, there's no, there's no siphon filter, but yeah. I'll take anything Ben does. Bioshock, by the mm-hmm. way, oh, yeah. little, little known series, uh, mm. looks to be the next Bioshock open world, so say the... So say the uh, the hot rumours. Yeah. So this, this uh, yeah. <laughs> comes to light because of a job posting. Uh, the, the studio, what is it called? Cloud Chamber, which is the, the studio oh, yeah. su- supposedly working on it. Uh, hiring for a senior writer. And the job listing reads, Cloud Chamber is looking for a senior writer to join our talented narrative team to bring the world of Bioshock to life once again. Under the supervision of the lead writer, collaborating closely with narrative and design teams, 
Uh, the the chosen person will craft memorable narrative arcs, write dialogue, and breathe life into our characters. However, the listing continues. Uh, experience in writing for games with a particular aptitude for managing the nuances of interactive storytelling would be ideal. We're hoping to find someone who can weave impactful, character-driven stories in an open-world setting. Again, man, we've discussed this before. Why does everything have to be a sodding open world? It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. People, and also, they've, they've they've said there are several other job listings teasing uh, what may be other other clues about the forthcoming game, including quote a meaningful AI urban crowd system in description right. for a video AI programmer, and the senior world designer uh, is hunting for someone who will help the studio create quote a living world that offers players variety at every mm. step of the game. So okay. I don't know how to feel. It's it's kind of cool that that there's a the new Bioshock is happening, and we know that a new Bioshock is happening. Like that's exciting, anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I have to agree with you, man. It's like, why, why does why does everything need to be open world now? You yeah, know? it really doesn't need to be a, a game like Bioshock. The idea of that being open world doesn't excite me at all. Mm. Mm. I'm not like, ooh, open world Bioshock. No, just. It worked as it was. Yeah, and actually, it, there's a. It may well dilute it. You know, yeah. it may well di- dilute the magic. That's the a, fear. Yeah. If it's a proper open world, I mean, people use the phrase "open world," and they may mean they can mean like you know, hub-based game or an actual persistent open world. Yeah. It's difficult to know. I mean, you could almost argue that you know, Bioshock Infinite was slightly open world, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You had the different neighborhoods you went to, and and I remember when you were in those neighborhoods, like. You could walk around and not fight, and then when fights broke out, everyone would run away. And yeah, you know, it was kind of non-linear. You can go to different bits at different times. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, we'll wait to see what happens. But I agree. I'm I'm sort of skeptical. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, have you seen? Mm-hmm. I know you have because well, because it's you. But <laughs> Streets of Rage Four to get the Mister X Nightmare DLC. Yeah, three three new characters. I bet you're going nutty over there. I, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I know who the three new characters are as well. Well, I know one of them because they confirmed it. But yeah, um, the Wood, Wood Oak the City boss Estelle Aguirre. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a new playable brawler alongside two other yet to be revealed. Well, uh, their silhouettes characters. were in the trailer, and mm. the first Rich one Walker's is, got the inside scoop. What well, the first they? one's on. clearly Max, obviously. Right. Right, right, right. Uh, and then the third one to me looks like Shiva. Ooh. But they also featured Zan in the trailer. And then I was like, well, hold on. Why is Zan in this trailer? What If he's not going to be a character, that seems like a bit of a silly tease. Bit so of a tease tease, yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, Zan was uh, always a stupid character, but I wouldn't mind seeing him uh, kind of given a, another chance. A turn in the spotlight. There's a new survival mode, apparently, uh, yeah. that will allow players to customise the characters uh, with, with, with new moves to create their own fighting styles. How do you feel about that? Yeah, sounds interesting. I'd like to yeah. sort of see that, because it sounds good, but I don't know how it will work exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, free update is also on the way separately that will include an increased difficulty level known as New Mania Plus and an in-depth training system to allow you to sharpen your skills and new colour palette options to give the game a fresh look. How do you feel about that? You gotta be, you gotta be, because you've completed Streets of Rage four like nine times or something. Yeah, but not on Mania. Sod that. So (laughs) really, New Mania Plus can get in the bin. (laughs) Fuck that shit. I'm not not gonna be bothering with that. (laughs) 
Right, okay, no. good to know. Good to know. Oh, and I've done it way more than nine times now, Josh. Have you? I, I'm, well, I must be well into double figures, surely. Yeah. That's quite, quite mad. Yeah. But, uh, but fair enough to you. Death Loop delayed till September 14th. How do you feel about that? Um, fine. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean... May's got Resident <laughs> Evil Village in it, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. At the yeah. end of this month, we got Returnal as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, so got some, um, got some good stuff on the on the horizon, in the pipeline. I'm not that excited for Deathloop. Do you know what? I'm weirdly not either, and I don't know <laughs> why. I can't put my finger on why that is, because I love Dishonored. I love yeah. everything that studio does. Mm. But for some reason, I can't... I- I think it's the <sighs> emphasis on like uh, the co-op thing, which always uh, kind of makes me a bit like eh, it's slightly well, less cool than if it was single player. And also like the yeah. structure, the repeating looping structure. It sounds kinda... slightly too roguelikey to me. Yeah, which is an yeah. immediate turn off. Yeah, uh, personally. I mean, look, I'm I'm happy to be, and actually, right, and this is real sacrilege. I'm not absolutely. I wish I enjoyed Dishonored more than I do. Oh what. Well, I look at Dishonored, and I, and I enjoyed Dishonored 1, uh, don't get me wrong. And I actually, I enjoyed what I played with Dishonored 2. I always think, I always admire Dishonored. I always love its ideas, and its world, and its level design is fantastic, and the kind of breadth of strategy is amazing. Um, and I always find myself playing them, and, and not having that much fun, or feeling guilty that I've not done something perfect, or save scumming my way through. I find myself unable to relax into those worlds. You know, if I, if I do combat, I always feel guilty, and and then well, I, I don't there's, know, a, I never... there's a trick to this, right? This is this mm. is what I've done. Um, first time I went through Dishonored, I just played it the way I wanted to. Didn't care about mm. whether I was killing loads of people or not. Mm. Um, and then the second run I did was a no deaths run, total pacifist. Oh yeah. And I already knew kind of the layout of the levels and the the ways to go and hiding places oh, that's, that's, and stuff. That's, that's kind of cool. And it was more fun that, that way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't mind going through the game if I was just battering everyone. That might yeah, be it's great fun. fun. Great fun. Because, and I would often do that. Actually, I'd, I'd actually do a compressed version of what you just said in an individual level. I'd plant a little save at the beginning, and often I'd just run around killing folks just to get the layout of that level. And then I'd do a, I'd do a stealth run. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't go through the whole game, but I just, I'd do pretty much what you did, but but for like a particular level. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. no, I'm sure I'm, like Deathloop still looks cool. I, I'm just not. I'm just. If they want to delay it, that's fine. Uh, with, with, with delays these days, I just think, yeah, fair enough, whatever. As long as it's good when it comes out, it's fine. You know, yeah, fair I, enough. I don't, I don't rage about things these, <laughs> these days. Um, but yeah, and then, of course, the Time Splitters 2 news, which will which will gel very nicely with you because you're trying to hunt down a copy of Time Splitters 2. No, no, I've got um, one. <laughs> yeah, but wasn't it faulty? It's on the way. That I, I got one that was faulty. I've ordered another one. Yeah. Well, exactly. Well, there you go. So you, you, you've got a copy mm-hmm. on, on coming your way. But in yep. the meantime, a full version of Time Splitters 2 can be unlocked, has been unearthed uh, in Homefront The Revolution. It's in native 4K as well, which is bonkers. Yeah. Um, and uh, originally it was just it was just two levels that, that, that were put in kind of as a joke. Um and there, but now there's there's a code that's been released by one of the people who who uh, was a former developer for Dam Busters that unlocks the entirety of Time Splitters Two in Homefront. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, fully playable, 
Uh, and actually, there's not there there isn't even any kind of uh, copyright jiggery pokery because Dambuster were former Crytek UK who came for sort of rose from the ashes of Free Radical, who are the yeah. people that made Time Splitters, um, uh, and and it's Deep Silver on on publishing who are who are in turn owned by THQ Nordic and then I guess by proxy Embracer Group who now seems to own <laughs> half of planet Earth. Yeah. But um. So yeah, if if you want to play Time Splitters two in four K, all of it, mm-hmm. get yourself a cheap copy of Homefront: The Revolution. Pop in the cheat code; you can find it online. Yeah, um, well, it's a really good way to, to do go it. Go to the site. Or go oh, just go there. to the site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's on, it's on there. Xboxachievements.com, PlayStationTrophies.org. It's probably on VideoGamer.com as well. I imagine. I think it is. That tweet's up there. It's yeah. up there. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's all good stuff. It's all yep. good stuff. Uh, and then last. Uh, but not necessarily least, um, and I'm quite excited about it. It's uh, do you remember the world ends with you? Um, it sounds familiar. Sure, it was a uh, <laughs> it was a DS game it came out in like 2007, 2008. Uh, Square Enix RPG. You wouldn't have thought I would like this because it's the fella that did that. What did Kingdom Hearts? Oh yeah, you yeah, love Kingdom Hearts yeah. famously. Yeah, well, of course. You say Josh um, Wise, and he... you, you immediately think Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sora, he's my main man. Mm. Um, but this is following... There's a, there's a new game, a sequel to the kind of cult hit The World Ends With You, called Neo The World Ends With You. Oh, yeah. And it's uh, set to come out in July for the PS4 uh, and the Switch, which is an odd little mix of consoles. There was actually a final <coughs> remix, like a final edition of The World Ends With You that came out for the Switch in, I think, 2018 or 19. So if you're curious about it, but you, you don't have a dusty DS anywhere, mm-hmm. you can you can get it, get it on the Switch. It's really, really, really cool. It's set in... Um, you might like it, actually. It's set in Shibuya, a very, very fashionable, hip yeah. district of Tokyo. Um, and uh, it's about a sort of a group of achingly cool, hip young kids who have, who have, who have died and are living in a kind of limbo. Um, and well, they I'm, have very, to fight. I'm very much a hip, cool kid. You're, a, you're an achingly cool kid, yeah. and, and, and I'm sure that you'd like to live in Shibuya, at least mm. for the weekend, you mm-hmm. know. So, so hop in. And in July, you'll be looking forward to Neo, the, uh, you know, the long-awaited sequel to Indeed. said game. So, mm, yeah. Sure. Right, it's about time that you got your quiz hat on, I think. Uh, and it's about time yeah. that we summoned Matt from upstairs. Did you win last week? Um, I can't remember. I don't think so. I feel like I didn't. <laughs> uh, what was it? I can't remember what the answer was last week. I feel like you did. No, oh, no Matt won. I'm pretty didn't sure he? Matt won. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I tell you what. Right. We'll, we'll pop a pin there and I'll, I'll summon him. So, right, st- stand by. Okay, alright, well, are you guys ready? I personify a place, it's a video game setting. Do we need the rules at this point? I read out a number of clues as this personified setting. You say stop if at any point you have inklings and rumblings of ideas, and then you say what that place is. If you say it and it's the right place, you win. Stop. Stop. I'll go through the clues as many times as you like. And yep. I have, as ever, backup clues. Because I don't like drawers. It's about time for the quiz. I believe reigning champion Matt Lorigan. Am I right? Yeah, I know. What a surprise, quite frankly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's, he's topped Rich last week. What was the one last time? I can't remember. Joe, you know oh. I don't even care. It was, <laughs> oh, it was, uh, it was King Kong, wasn't it? Skull Island. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What Did you get it? Because uh, I don't remember Rich was hot on the trail of it. No, he but wasn't. Then you, I oh, wasn't. was he not? No, I was way off. <laughs> 
I was way. <laughs> it was miles away. Who yeah. got the? Was it the movie? Oh yeah. I, I got John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, then, that's right. Look, that's right. Yes. Let's leave this in the past. Get on with this week's. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, want to you talk were qu- about you it. were quite embarrassed, weren't you, Rich? That you failed miserably, weren't yes, you? Yes, yes, I was. Rich, you lost yeah. one week. Look, <laughs> move on. <laughs> I'm not talking about it anymore. <laughs> He's not sensitive. It's too about painful. It. No. He shouldn't okay. be. Normally wins. Right. Yeah. Clue number one. Oh, no. Clue number one. Uh, my first appearance in a video game was in 1992. 92. Nothing came 92. out of you, did it? Yeah. Nothing. It was. It was all going on in 92, mate. Uh, clue number two. In total, I have appeared in three video games. Stop. Matt Lorigan. Is it the Dark World from Legend of Zelda Link to the Past? Incorrect. Okay. Stop. Rich Walker. Is it Wood Oak City from Streets of Rage? <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> that would be... Oh, man, I should definitely do a Streets of Rage one at some point soon. Yeah. It was never called Wood Oak City till Streets of Rage 4, I'm sure. It was huh. just nondescript city, no? I don't know. I don't know either. Don't know. Was it not the Streets of Rage? Yeah, exactly. What <laughs> Rage Street. They were just raging streets. Rage Boulevard. Yeah. Didn't matter where they were. No, as long as they were angry. Yeah. Clue number three. Uh, I was named after a fictional town. What? Okay. Yeah. Clue number four. In total, I have appeared in three movies. Oh, God, I have no idea. Three movies. Mm. Three movies. What? Mm. What? What? Are we going to get the my most recent appearance in video <laughs> game? That, that's coming. That usually comes back now, doesn't it? Oh uh, dear. Uh, I haven't written that down. I could pop that in for some extra spice. Yeah. Um, clue number five. Although I haven't been in many games, I am undoubtedly one of the most influential settings in video games. Um, Intriguing. Stop. Richmond Walker. Is it Tatooine from Super Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. It's been more than three games. It's Tatooine. Good though, it's good three oh, films. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's more than three films as well. It's been it? in more than three films and more than three games, but it's, but you know, it's still good stuff. I, uh, whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Clue number five Or six No, five Uh, Unfortunately I am If not most famously Very well known For my bugs Huh Bugs Is that bugs as in glitches Or bugs as in insects We did have this, didn't we Yeah What was a buggy game in 92 Yeah, I'm wondering that Hmm my most recent appearance in a video game was in 2013. Indeed, that is the game I am looking for. Ooh, no, okay. I, will, I, will, I will accept. I will accept any of the video games that it was in as an answer. But ideally, I'm looking for this one. But you know, we'll see what you get to. Influential. Why would it be an influential? Three films. It's been in three films. Mm. This is making me think it's there's a trilogy of films. They're not going to be disparate. 
Wait a minute. Is oh. it stop? Oh. Rich Walker. Is it the Nostromo from Alien Isola- Isolation? Incorrect. That was oh, I thought you had it there, Rich. Was it? I really did. No, did. It, felt, it felt right, but then I don't think that was the right year, was it? 2014, 15, something like that was Isolation. Bugger, it does feel like... Ah, oh, we're getting close, no? Unfortunately, I no. am most... Well, maybe not most famously, but very well known for my bugs... Well, bugs. again, bug hunt that works with aliens. Bugs might have to might have to give this one away. Stop. Are we not getting more spicy clues? Ritual. Stop. Stop. Is it LV four two seven from an alien Incorrect. aliens colonial marines or something? Incorrect. <sighs> yeah. Do you get any more spice? Give us some fucking spice. <laughs> um, I think I think I don't know if I have any more spice for you. Okay, and you're, you're right to shut up, mate. Beginning My to end. Lo- I tell you what. What about? Um, hmm, actually, I should I should search for when that actually was. Uh, let's see what year that was in. <laughs> okay. Good. My most recent <laughs> appearance in a film. Yeah. Was in 2018. Oh, oh my god! Film. Okay. Recent film. Oh wait. Okay. Okay. I think I'm on something here. Stop. Uh, Matt Lorigan. Is it Green Hill Zone from... No, that's not right. Ignore me. Go on. <laughs> Stop. Rich Walker. Is it... Um, oh, is it... It's Tomb Raider, isn't it? Is it Tomb Raider... Plumbing the Tomb Raider reboot, that Japanese oh, island. I think I'm going to have to give this one away, Yamatai or something? Yama, was it, is it Yamatai Island or something? No? No, I don't think that's it. Because... It, Fictional, named after a fictional town. Ah, oh, for frig's sake. <laughs> this is so annoying. Remember, though, though I've only appeared in, in three uh, video games, I am one of the most influential settings no, in all of games. No, that ain't going to be either, is it? In, one of the most influential settings. Stop. Rich Walker. It's Los Santos from GTA V. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> San what was that influential in 1992? Oh, 1992. Bugger, no. Yeah. Oh, dear. Right, I'm going to have to give I this one this. away, I'm afraid. I hate it, Josh. Can I just say on. I hate this? The answer I was looking for. Oh, unless. Does anyone want to have one last go? Did we, did we, did we run through all the clues again? Yeah. I feel oh, like we normally we, get a run through of all yeah, the clues. We do, we do, we do. We do. Just get that? I, I usually do the run through at the end once someone's won or not won. But I'll do one. I'll do one more. Uh, first appearance in a video game was in 1992. Okay. In total, I've appeared in three video games and three movies. My most recent appearance in a video game was in 2013. My most recent appearance in a movie was in 2018. I was named after a fictional town. Fun fact: a fictional mining town. Unfortunately, I'm very famously known for my bugs, and though I've only appeared in three video games, I am one of the most influential settings on all of video games, or at least a very large swathe of video games. Hold on, the, hold uh, on. I want to get this. <clears throat> this is good. I, I need to get this. Well, we're I running on to. for time, I'm afraid. I don't so care. We've... Make it a three-hour <laughs> podcast. I've got to well, get this. I think producer Dan might have something to say about that. 
Yeah. He, he can cut around it. <laughs> we'll just cut out all the guessing. We'll just. Yeah. Uh, we'll, I'm afraid we'll we're going to have to call this week a draw. The correct answer I was looking for was the USS Solarco from Aliens Colonial Marines. Oh, man. Oh, I was okay. close. I got the game. You First were appearance in a video game was in 1992 in Alien 3 The Gun. In total, I've appeared in three video games Aliens, Colonial Marines, Aliens Infestation, and Alien 3 The Gun. And three movies Aliens, Alien 3, and of course, Ready Player One. I was uh, named after a fictional oh, town. Uh, from a Joseph Conrad novel. Funnily enough, the Joseph Conrad novel is called Nostromo. They name many of their oh. ships after Joseph Conrad. Oh, shit, Conrad okay, thing. that's cool. That's and unfortunately, I am very famously known for my bugs. Yes, a reference both to Bug Hunt and, and to that right. game's infamous glitches. As well. I, I think you, you were very, very close. In fact, you that. even said LV... Well, weirdly, you said LV-427, though in fact it's LV-426. But you did, uh, you did get... Uh, you do go on to four two six in the late stages of that game, but the but the brunt of it is the Salako. And yes, Ooh. though I've only appeared in three video games, undoubtedly one of the most influential settings on all of video games. Without Aliens, I guess we wouldn't have Halo. Uh, we wouldn't have the idea of an ammo readout being on a weapon. By the way, first in first yeah. scene in Aliens, yeah. just mm. massive impact. I always think that. Though I can't prove this, and I haven't done much research, the scene in which they uh, they set up the motion sensing sentry guns down the corridor yeah. uh, certainly seems to me the birth of the tower defense genre. It's not uh, a corridor, is it? Isn't it a um, ventilation <laughs> shaft? <laughs> oh, extremely Christ, and unbelievably <laughs> and regretfully and notice hand inningly. Sorry, yes, it was a ventilation shaft. As long as you don't research it, Josh. That's what yeah, happens. it's terrible. I get sloppy, but yeah, I don't know. I've always thought. Well, that oh, that's seems like great. I think that was only in the director's cut as well, wasn't it? That bit. Was it? It was. It was in a really, yeah. really long one. Yeah. But I don't Brilliant know if it scene. wasn't in the such a great cut. scene. I was going to yeah. say that seems iconic. I, I, mm. I would assumed that was just in the film. It I might have been in the in the theatrical cut, but I don't know. Mm. Don't know. Apologies to Cameron nerds who were shouting the right answer, but yes. No winner this week. Both came very. Uh, we're, we're on the hot trail. Rich was very much on the hot trail. I thought I thought he might have had it when he said aliens, and I was like, I don't know the setting of aliens off the top of my head. Well, I'm, so I'm mm, never going to get there. So I decided not to push it. Any I further. got. So Rich I, I got. I got the game. So I'm technically making myself no. the winner. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm overwrite. I'm over- overruled. I'm, in that case, I'm taking like six or seven technical wins also from- right tell you what I'm the oldest one here so as this, you know seniority I just mm. you know I win you, you, you've dominated you've domineered it and actually exactly. you are the winner executive decision there you go see <laughs> yeah fair enough to you fair I'm enough Kurt to you rustling it thank you very much to Matt from upstairs thank we you. will uh, we will talk to you once again next week uh, and in the meantime it's on to the questions I'm a big fan of that. Questions, theories, comments, and indeed queries. The oft-forgotten queries as well. I feel like uh, they're basically people questions. You know, it's all it's it? all questions these days. But I think a query strikes me as more more of a sort of meander, more of a gentle wondering. You right, know, the, right. the, 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 <clears throat> than a direct question. You know, sure. 
this one from Joey Burns. Mm. Hi, hi, Josh and Rich. Hope you're both doing well. Two things from me. First, Final Fantasy fourteen which we brought up last week because of that news that it was coming to the PS5. It's free to play uh, up until level 60. And, oh, and, and wow. then he says, a friend who's been playing for years tell me that that, that equates to a lot of playtime before you reach that point. So he said it may be a good time to jump in. Uh, my friend did this and now subscribes. So you can get to level 50, and if you're loving it, then you can subscribe. And uh, he says, I, I think I'm going to wait until the PS5 version uh, has been fully uh, beta tested before I make the jump as I've got plenty still to play at the minute yeah um, that sounds like a plan I think it sounds like a good plan I might give it a go he says this leads me on nicely to my next point is 2021 destined to be the year of the backlog uh, with some delays and a relatively small list of things coming out this year do you think we're all going to get the opportunity to go back through our unplayed catalogue and if so what are the highest on your lists. Thanks again, gents. Keep up the good work. And the eBay slash chocolate chat <laughs> is always welcomed. And then he says, I'm up for a retro corner too, for what it's worth. So people bloody dying to know your your eBay basket and the Excellent. contents therein. So Great you know, stuff, you, right. <laughs> you've got you got a blank check to, to go bloody mental. Carte blanche. But well, anyway I mean, if you want to write me a blank check, I mean literally, I will take the, that. Do you remember the movie Blank Check? I don't. It, the little kid got like a check that was blank, and he wrote like a million dollars on it. No. And then he was he was having having a load of fun. It was in the eighties. Sounds like rubbish. you made that up. It doesn't sound. <laughs> no, <really>. it's true. <laughs> it's real. Is it it's Bruce real. does millions for kids, basically. <laughs> Which is funny because he only got a million dollars. It's not that much money. It, in to the eighties, it would have been. Yeah, but he was doing nutty stuff in that film. He was acting oh. like he was a billionaire. Like, like they they stretched the the, per, the sort of the permit of a of, of a million dollars. What a stupid me. limited imagination he had as well. Like million <laughs> yeah. was the most he could think of. <laughs> I know it's rubbish. What an idiot. Anyway, anyway, what do you think? Twenty twenty one is the year of the backlog. I say yeah. Why not? I mean, every year is the year of the backlog for yeah. me. But yeah, um, what? Uh, to, to answer Joey's question, what what's the highest on our list? You go first. What have you got on the backlog um, that's begging? Hitman Three. Uh, I haven't played enough of. I've only played up to Dartmoor, which is pitiful. Mm. Um, mm. Also, Immortals: Phoenix Rising. I've had since Christmas and I haven't played yet. Fenix, Cyberpunk. Yeah. I've put in about five hours, which is about, about five enough. minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to. I want to uh, finish up all of the side stuff and other little. Bits of busy work in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, on, the backlog is just ludicrous. I mean, that's only a few. <laughs> I want to replay all the Yakuza's again as well, which is yeah. stupid. That's quite mad. But yeah. you are quite mad when it comes to Yakuza, so I bloody you can be love forgiven. It, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Camera on the again. mind. Yeah. 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 And Judgment's out later this uh, month on Xbox as well. Oh, there you go. Um, I played a bit yeah. of Judgment, and I just, I for some reason, I did, I can't remember. I mean, oh, maybe I had something else to review at the time. It's great fun. Um, but the stuff on my backlog at the minute, I'm in uh, a lovely little sort of oasis of of, of mad Nintendo love because I just got myself a Switch. So I'm sort of hunting mm. down the first person. Oh, I'm God. still playing Breath of the Wild as well. So that's I've got a load whole, of Mario's. Um, that's a whole rabbit hole for me, actually. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, my backlog is just stuff that everyone knows is brilliant mm. that I didn't play. So right now I'm playing Breath of the Wild and I'm borrowing Mario Odyssey off my flatmate. And they're like, uh, when I have a backlog, it's like there's stuff that I think to myself at some stage I will play that, i.e., that Terminator game. I go, what was the name of that Terminator game? I go, was it Terminator? 
um, resurrection or 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 oh, I don't, don't want to say salvation because that's bought that. well it was like resistant that's right it was like nine quid or something I was like oh I love that um, I want I want to know your verdict on that I want to hear well because we had um I think it was Joseph Murphy oh no was it was it Michael one of the, one of the, one of the podcast friends mm. was uh, emailing in a few weeks ago saying do you know what it's just it's perfectly good just like a a linear fairly short shooter with a really cool like setting and IP like it got it got a bit of a knocking mm. um but they were sort of reckoning that it was that it was pretty good and so I thought oh okay and there's a PS5 version on the way apparently so. there is indeed uh, quite oh. soon I believe yeah um yeah probably yeah yeah yeah, you yeah you're is. right it's like it's like it's like April or May or something like that but I thought it was out already actually is that who not knows already? mate who knows oh, yeah, but, no, um, it's out on 30th but, <laughs> yeah, there you go. good stuff. But uh, that's like on the backlog, but it's not, it doesn't have any priority. Like the priority stuff are the stuff that's like I can't tell myself away from, like Nintendo shit at the minute. But you know. Yeah, fair enough. That's good stuff. eBay slash chocolate chat. You've had some eBay. Have you had any chocolate chat on the podcast this week? We've had Mr. Kipling's. Oh, yeah. Um, we, we bought some of those chocolate bars that we got with those Easter eggs again. Um, oh yeah, I've got like a hazelnut one, and it's amazing. Really oh. impressed. Oh man, really, really nice. The no, Is this no the people bars. that. Oh right, yeah. They're not, are they the people that do the calendar ones? Yeah, yeah. So if Kinnerton want to send us some Nomo bars, we'll plug those, mate. They're they're really yeah, nice. Yeah. Likewise, Tony's Chocolate Lonely. Oh yeah, yeah. E- also excellent. I can vouch <laughs> for that. Yeah, the chocolate chat this week consisted of me. Claiming that the Mr. Kipling fondant fa- French fancy, I should say, Rich is getting in my head now. Uh, the chocolate variant, not so, not as good as the pink or the lemon variant. So also got a lot of time for it. Still chocolate in. Oh nice. god, yeah, god, yeah, yeah. You get to these sorts of things, and it's like, you know, you're just nitpicking at that point. I'll wolf down ten chocolate ones, no danger. But, yep. Oh, that's another thing about the French fancy. I can only have two. They're, oh, they're, they're pretty. They're, um, yeah. they're quite sickly. I mean, if you if you like the end of the second fancy. And you're thinking to yourself, Jesus, God, I have to really cram a third one in. Mm. Maybe if you've got a coffee, you can have a lovely glug of coffee. But yeah. uh, <clears throat> Speaking of Joseph Did, Murphy, back again. Oh, yeah. Oh, go on. I was just going to say, I wanted to mention that Time Splitters is still an absolute banger. I don't know if that came across <laughs> enough. It's still fucking brilliant. <laughs> I think it's safe to say that it did come across. And actually, I think it's probably come across before. But yeah, I want to play Time Splitters 2 and I'm going to put Homefront on my PS5 and put that cheat code in and play it on the PS5. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. 4K, yeah. loving it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph Murphy, on the subject of Rich's retro buying uh, on eBay, I've had to put a stop to my own habit uh, since January because the newly imposed customs charges are so off-putting. Buying from the UK, we have to pay a tenner, a tenner minimum extra on top of shipping to Ireland now. Uh. Thanks, Brick. Thanks, Brexit, he says. Uh. And he goes, the deals in Ireland are so slim and expensive compared to the UK sellers. I, I don't know why that would be, but, no. but uh, anyway, uh, since the likes of CEX and charity shops are all shut since the most recent lockdown, and that means that there's, there's nowhere to get anything without paying bloody through the nose. Rubbish. Well, yeah, that's a great shame. Um, really, really shit. But like, if you're anything like Rich... Uh, then you'll you'll be thinking to yourself, well, at least you know I, I I can I can save some more cash without having these cheeky bargains nipping a hole in your wallet every now and again. So yeah, you yeah. know, looking on the looking <laughs> looking on the bright side. Although actually, Rich, you know, I see, uh, Rich is still very much hot on the trail. Um, 
going after going after time splitters. Have you got anything else in your sights after time splitters two arrives? <sighs> well, I I did have my eye on a copy of Wipeout sixty four because you can play it four player, but then I'd need to buy three more N sixty four controllers. Did you say and, Wipeout sixty four and get yeah and get three mates round to play it, which what? almost never happens. I don't. What is? Do you mean F zero? No, Wipeout sixty four. Is that a thing? Yeah. I've discovered this is a thing, what? and it's, and it's got four-player split-screen, and it's actually Wipeout. It looks exactly like Wipeout 2097, basically. Oh my god! Yeah, I didn't ever know mate. that. What a yeah. fan- what a fantastic little curio. Yeah, exactly. And I've, I think I own every other Wipeout game, so yeah, that I should get that. And oh my god! It's, my it's um, I'm looking at it now. It's set in 2098, a year after the last well, game. There you go. They'd learned to it, do split screen in that year. You'd be, you'd be loving it. There were several new elements to the series, including analog control, which benefited from the N64's controller, new weapons, teams, yeah. and tracks. It there did receive mixed opinions from critics. Um, many How? critics praised the game for its inter- well. I imagine because of its format, it just can't do the licensed music because that was a big problem. Oh, that was the big yeah. advantage that PlayStation had because it was a CD, right? So they could have. I lots hadn't of- even thought of that. <clears throat> yeah. Oh God. Ugh. Yeah. I can't imagine, imagine playing Wipeout. Wipeout Although that. it says it does say right, and I'm, this is this is live. The listeners are loving this. It's me reading Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, d- despite the limited capacity of a game cartridge, Wipeout sixty four. Did manage to fit nine music tracks on it. Oh, so it does still have a licensed soundtrack. So it does. Yeah? They did. They made some room for it, mostly okay. by Rob Lord and Mark Bandola, credited as PC Music, which is in game. Uh, but it does also have uh, some some actual licensed music by right. Propellerheads, Fluke, and Cold Story. Oh no, sorry. Unlike well, both of its predecessors, the uh, in-house music team Cold Storage did not produce music for the game. Uh, um, but so it's it's got music by Rob Lord and Mark Vandola, like composed music, and then mm. it does have additional tracks by Fluke do the, and uh, Propellerheads. Do the listeners know that I interviewed Cold Storage for Pacer? Because <clears throat> oh, Pacer, yeah. that was the other one we were talking about. The I was trying to, I was talking with a friend about the kind of the games that have sprang up in the in the in the absence of Wipeout, and we had Red Out, which was okay. Yeah, and then you, I for, completely forgot. I couldn't remember the name. Of the one, I said, "Oh, Rich spoke to the guy that, that was to the people doing the soundtrack." Is yeah. that out? That pace again? It or? is now. It's out on everything. Yeah, um, that interview was good. It was like an email interview, but it didn't seem to get much traction on the site. So, if the listeners would like to go read that, I'd be very grateful. <laughs> Drop a little yeah. comment telling me how brilliant it is. How, how great it was. Yeah, but yeah, I'd have to keep. Was did you play any of Pacer? No, it, it's thirty-five quid, you know, or whatever it is. Oof. Yeah. Seems a little bit steep. Yeah, especially when you've got wipe out the Omega collection right there. Well, for exactly. Quite cheap. And I do have that. What a so. beautiful thing, by the way, to um to leave people with. If your studio's shut, it's almost like they knew. I mean, mm. they, I don't think they did know, but it's almost as if they thought we're closing down. Rest in peace, Studio Liverpool. Love that studio. Yeah. What an amazing thing to sort of bequeath to everyone. Like, have the Omega collection. It's all the bloody wipe out you can. It had everything on there, man. Mm. Well, it's great. <sighs> Yeah, and I've still got the originals to always go back to as well. They still hold up. They st- I mean, they look a bit polygonal and a bit flaky now, but they're still great games. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and could you get... I think on the Vita, you can also just download the, the PS1 wipeouts. I think it's got like 2097 and... Oh, nice. And just okay. the first wipeout on there, so it's good. Well, we, uh, only only for a little while longer. <laughs> only for a little while longer. So, mm. so unless you're a pirate, a buccaneer, then you'll need to... Um, they don't need to swan in before they shut that down. When is it? Like August or something? July 2nd, I believe, for the PSP and PS3, and then 27th of August for the Vita. 
So, yeah, although I don't know if that means that the shops on the PSP and the PS3 are closing, but that the Vita will still be able to ha- to download PS1 games or PSP games. I don't. I, I, I don't the wording know. of that was slightly confusing. Or does it mean the Vita shop will remain open, but you can only download Vita games? Surely the whole shop must remain open. I I still can't wrap my head around why they why they're shutting it. I'm sorry to get back onto this again, but it's we really, can't get back onto it's it. It's really sticking in my craw. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't mean that. I did that as well. Yeah, craw is slang for throat. Yeah. Yeah, whereas I always used sticking in my craw as like a thing that stuck in my head. Oh, no, I meant, I thought it meant stuck in like my throat. Did you? Like it, yeah. Like, That's an odd. Oh, like stuck in my throat, like I'm still angry about it. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I once used that. And I can't remember what the context was. I took it about a movie or something. I was like, oh, yeah, it's really stuck in my craw. I sort of used it as a slang. And I think it was like my uncle or something. He was like, it got stuck in your craw. And he sort of yeah. explained what it meant. Right. <laughs> Did not mean what I thought it meant. Anyway, we are running over. And we've got to cut this baby short. So I'm going to do the wrap up. Okay. Uh, and then, we, uh, then we're going to be on our merry way. Uh, don't go on Snapchat. Don't go on Instagram. I'm fairly indifferent if you want to go on LinkedIn, but don't go on there expecting any gaming content from us. No. Uh, head on over to xboxachievements.com, playstationtrophy.org, videogamer.com. Tweet us, because we're in the Twitter sphere. Yeah. RichieW82, at JoshyWise, at videogamer.com, with your questions, theories, comments, queries. Email me, podcast at videogamer.com, with a rambling query. Love it. Uh, and that'll just about do us. Thanks to Adam Cook, Andy B, Colin Mahone for our stings. Yep. And we'll see you next week. It's goodbye from me. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Rich Walker. Goodbye.